Hey, this is Pam Perry. Get out there, get known podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have a great show. We have the golden voice. It's going to be coming on Chris Howe. He's going to be talking about all things media and we're going to be just chopping it up. And I'll just tell you all about it right after this. Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey there. So just the backstory, I'll read the the formal bio. But before I do that, I have known Chris probably over 20 years. We met online way back when he was in media. He was working um, in the uh, uh, market that we were both in the same market. He was actually featured in Gospel Today uh, magazine. I used to write for Gospel Today magazine. It's probably where I, I heard him. But then we used to talk back and forth. He had a book. And obviously, I was working a lot more with authors back then. His book was called Man Talk. And we just kind of talked and we really clicked. He's from Dallas. And um, he's a good guy, good good father and also grandfather as well. Um, but he has such a great story and a great heart. He is a speaker, a broadcast personality, media consultant, entrepreneur, and an advocate for change. Best known for his golden voice, for which he shared over the airways during his time in media for over two decades. Um, he's interviewed some of the most iconic voices, including Oprah Winfrey, just drop that name, Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell, Rob Lowe, and T.D. Jakes, and many more, Joel Osteen. Um, he's also an award-winning journalist, which is why I always like to do this show, so you all can kind of go behind the scenes with me as I talk to my journalist friends. And also, he's the author of Man Talk, like I said, a great book, um, president and CEO of Chris Howe Communications. I'll be telling you that more about that. It's really a media and communications firm in Dallas, Texas, and he's also been featured in Christian Publications, New Man Publication, Gospel Today, and he believes that people from all backgrounds deserve equal opportunities to attain the most basic human needs. Then he has founded the Chris Howe Foundation to help them do that. So he is just an all-around good guy. I love Chris. Welcome, Chris. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Perry. I really appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Oh, thank you. And you really build the pressure up. I'm like, wow, who is this person? I like to meet him. <laughs> We met so long ago and you have been the same. I mean, it's like we picked up and I get to come to Dallas next week to that podcast conference. And so hopefully I'll see you there because you have a podcast studio. So we'll be doing something there as well. But I'm just so proud of, of what you're doing. But I want people to tell you, you've interviewed all these fabulous stars and you've got all these things going on. You got the foundation, but tell us how you got started. You know, if you want to go back to when you were in high school and how your life has evolved uh, to where it is now. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, you know, speaking of that podcast conference real quick, you made me aware of that podcast conference. So yes, I will be there. I had no idea it was going to be in Dallas. So when you uh, shared with me that you were attending, I looked it up and said, you know what? I have to be there. So I will be there. Yes, uh, you going back to the question. 
Yeah, it's right there in my right here in my backyard. I have to be be there, so I will be there. Uh, but going back to what you asked, you know, I'm one of those people who you could probably say uh, maybe stumbled into media uh, or maybe came in through the back door, so to speak. Uh, I always uh, admired uh, watching folks doing the news uh, here locally in Dallas as a young kid growing up in West Dallas. But, you know, I never thought I'd really have the opportunity to do it because I didn't finish high school. I actually ended up dropping out of high school in ninth grade uh, because my wife, who's my wife today, uh, we got together at 14 years old, had our wow. first kid at 16. And by the time we were 18, well, we already had our third kid. Wow. So, wow. you know, I was forced with that decision to say, you know, do you continue uh, a couple more years of high school here or do you go ahead and get a full time job? So I dropped out of school and went ahead and got a full time job. Uh, at that time, I worked with Blockbuster Video. So I worked with Blockbuster Video until I worked my way up into a district manager position and wow. uh, was the youngest district manager that they ever had, uh, you know, I guess prior to them shutting down. So uh, it was one of those situations where while working at Blockbuster as a district manager, I attended the Potter's House Church uh, under uh, leadership of Bishop T.D. Jakes. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, as everyone knows, the Potter's House, they do things in a big way. And uh, they were doing the announcements in this whole Entertainment Tonight for, uh, format. And, uh, you know, being part of the men's ministry there, I noticed that there were no men uh, doing the announcements. It was always uh, women that were doing the announcements. And I working with the men, I knew there were a number of guys who I felt could possibly do that. I had I never thought I would do it, didn't want to do it. But one day after service, I made mention to the uh, television director that, you know, we we have some men who could do those announcements and it would be good for us as a church that's 45 percent men. It would be good to us to have men up on that screen. So when I made that mention to him, he said, well, why don't you do it? I said, you know, I took that as a challenge and I was almost, you know, offended by it because I was like, no, I'm not advocating for me to do it. I want someone else to do it. But I took it as a challenge. And uh, so I did. And I went and they had an audition process and I went and auditioned for it. And I will tell you, you know, while I was serving as a district manager, you had 250 employees and, you know, all these things I'm over as a district manager. I used to even do the offering and I would be standing there holding the offering bucket as everyone's come putting their offering in. I certainly didn't want to be up on the jumbotron where everyone is, you know, in the church looking at me. But I went and did the audition process and, and I got it. And uh, it was it was a learning curve because, again, the Potter's House doing things in such a professional way. This is a church doing church announcements and they had a teleprompter. So you had, wow. I've never been in front of a teleprompter before. So you learn how to read a teleprompter. And I was doing the announcements. And one of the challenges that early on was I always talked too fast. So we had to work on getting me to slow down and really work on the speed. But I will tell you that experience is what I took uh, nine years of doing the announcements. Six years into that, I was able to take that experience and leverage that experience for a position with 90.9 KCBI radio. Are you serious? Yes. You know, I'm, I in, a, in the Dallas. So oh, you, my God. You can yes. appreciate this, and maybe the audience will as well. When you talk about coming into Dallas-Fort Worth on an FM station, top five market, 90.9 KCBI, you know, contemporary uh, Christian station, that's, you know, that's no small feat mm. without any prior experience. No. But that experience at the Potter's holds so much weight. Right. So, so my start was uh, through church announcements. So when you hear people say they were singing in the church choir and things of that nature, and that's how they started their singing career. My broadcast career got started again doing the church announcements. So I started out doing traffic for KCBI. And then I guess nine months after that, I then moved into the news department and then spent seven years in the news department as a uh, news reporter and news anchor uh, for KCBI radio. Uh, during that time, I had NBC5, who uh, the community affairs president had heard me on KCBI. 
her and I happened to be at a meeting one day and we talked about me coming on doing some stuff for them for their community affairs program. Mm -hmm. So in February, it will be 10 years that I've been as a not even a contract. There's not even a contract. It's basically a handshake deal where <laughs> I've been contributing for NBC five on their community affairs program. If they have something they want featured, or if I have something that I think is worthy of going on the show, I pitch it to them. I come on, I host it, and things of that nature. So wow. it's been a great journey with both radio and television as a result of volunteering at my church. That is, that's a guy's story. And then where yeah. you started, right? Like you yeah. started, like I just, and, and this part is, this is a bigger feat than all of that, that you have been with your girlfriend, now wife, since you were 14, yes. three kids later and a grandbaby, right? Yes. It's yes. Like, oh, I, I, I tell people all the time. She, I, she likes to say she's been putting up with me a long time. I said, I've been putting up with her a long time. <laughs> we, we've been putting up with each other. You all grew up together. I mean, that is yes. just beautiful. That the is, kids grew up with us as well. <laughs> right. The kids did too. I mean, it's just like, that is really good. And I'm just really proud of you because, you know, you've taken that, that opportunity and you've now got Chris Howe Communications and you've done the, the television, you've done the radio. So tell us what Chris Howe Communications does in terms of helping entrepreneurs really get out there, get known, yes. um, how you help them do that. Absolutely. Well, you know, of course, like any former journalist, when you come out of the newsroom, I mean, you know, the inner workings of a newsroom and how, you know, we go out after stories and how we feature people, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So it was to launch my own communications firm. We saw about a year prior to uh, KCBI laying us all off. We saw that thing coming. So what my wife and I did was looked at, OK, what do we do here? Do we try and go to uh, another news station? And I really didn't want to go into hard news. I really enjoyed being able with a Christian station and being able to share uh, my faith, even when sharing the stories. Uh, so I knew I didn't want to go into a hard newsroom. So I knew, you know, the thing for me to do was to be able to start my own firm. And even so when I saw uh, while doing the news, I saw that there were many stories out there that were not told of people that were doing great work. And those stories many times didn't make the news. The stories that made the news were you know, all the bad things that were going on. Uh, so when we started Chris Howell Communications, it was an easy fit for me to, again, go to those organizations who were doing great work and great service to the community, but weren't being featured. And we talked about putting together communication strategies for them. And that's how we launched. Uh, you know, again, we went out and got an office and, and, you know, didn't have a client to be when we first opened our office. I don't recommend that to everybody. But Walk in my faith. Right. right. Yeah. Walk in my faith. That was the same thing with me when I started my company. It's like, okay, here we are. Yes. We got a computer. We got some, we got, we got to get to, we got to get to cracking now. Let's make some calls. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, Dr. Perry, here's the funny part. We wanted to be on Main Street. We're, we're at May, 2201 Main Street, downtown Dallas. So we wanted to be on Main Street. And it was a little bitty office when we first started, a little, little small office. But we're on Main Street, downtown Dallas, in the Central Business District. So that was our pitch, you know, to many of the constituents. Because, you know, of course, when you say you're in Dallas, Texas, uh, folks want to, you know, do it in a big way. So we were on Main Street, downtown Dallas. And uh, thankfully, we had a good reputation and uh, had done some good work. Uh, with radio stations and things of that nature. So folks, you know, uh, allowed us to get their business. Yeah, because you had the credibility. And yeah. one of the things you said, sometimes there's stories that need to be told that probably, you know, the major stations won't pick them up or that sort of thing, or they can't be in Time Magazine or whatever. But that's how I really have started Speakers Magazine. There's so many great speakers, you included, yep. that need to be in this magazine. Yeah. And and that's why I started it. It's like this one here is... um. Dr. Stacey N.C. Grant, she was July, and Letitia mm -hmm. Cole, um, she is the, the August one. But both of these are powerful entrepreneurs. 
They are great speakers and they just needed to, to have their story told. So what we do is we yeah. tell the story in the magazine. I'm holding this up now for those who can't see it. Yeah. Basically just to tell their story so that they can actually then be seen by more people. And that was that is telling the good stories, right? We always hear Absolutely. the bad stories. It's like doing the good stories. Because my background is journalism too. And it's like, I didn't want to go into hard news. I like feature writing. That was my main thing. I like feature writing. And yeah. not like like investigative, like hard news and murders and all that kind of stuff. I don't even <laughs> like to watch those kind of movies. You know, they scare me. Right. So, <laughs> so so I knew I couldn't do it in, in real life if the movie scared me. It's like, you know, I, I jump out of my seat if I'm watching Batman when it gets too like just too, too crazy. So here you out on a murder scene shoot, you know, you got to be out there live. And I give up the details like, and all that stuff. No, that's not like, for you. Not for me. So really telling good stories and things like that is really, really the heart, the, the heart of why we do what we do. And that's why we in Gospel Today, you were featured in Gospel Today. Yes. And Teresa Harrison still a mentor to, of mine to this day. I really love what she did for 20, 30 years, I think it was. Yep. Probably yep. 30 years. And now she's in TV. I don't know if you know that, but she has her own TV show now. I did not know that. Yes, she's on Impact. So is it featured? Is it local? I mean, what's what's give me the story it's on it? It's on satellite, it's on Impact Television, and okay. it is uh run by Wayne T. Jackson, I believe it is. Yeah, Wayne T. Jackson, and she does a feature every single month, once a month, out of Atlanta studio, WATC, and they okay. allow her to do the local show, which is WATC, which is Atlanta, but she also does the international show on the satellite station, you know, on the impact network. Okay. That, and she just looks beautiful. I said, you are like Benjamin Button. I said, you are just aging backwards. I don't understand what's going on with you. <laughs> I did see her recently. I didn't get a chance to speak with her, but we were in the same room uh, for Bishop Jake's uh, celebration they had for his 75th birthday here this year. She was here. Yeah. 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 And, and you're right. She didn't look like she had aged at all. No, not uh, at all. I'm like, that is God. Look at you. Look at yeah. you. Oh, my God. But you mentioned so, that article. And I'll tell you now how that article came about was uh, during my time at the Potter's House. And I'm still there as a member. I don't I'm not mm -hmm. as active as much. But uh, one of the things that we were able to do was for three and a half years, I hosted the man talk session at the Potter's House. And that was the second Wednesday of every month. And it was at a time, again, when, you know, again, not very many and still even today, I guess there's not a whole lot of things geared toward men. Uh, but, you know, it made a lot of noise at that point because we were getting anywhere from 700 to 1000 men to come out to church on a Wednesday night what? to talk about practical issues. Bishop Jake's had the spiritual side, you know, handled on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. We were bringing them in to talk about those practical issues, a man and his money, a man and his education, you know, men and lust, men and sex, things of that nature to really deal with how we as men process on those practical issues. And mm -hmm. uh, men really, really got into that. And, and really the book is even a spinoff from that uh, right. because there were just so many men who couldn't attend those sessions to where we just put it in book form to really be able to continue the conversation. I love that. So, yeah. That is your first book. Do you have another one brewing on the horizon? You know what? I, I say that I do. And in fact, if we've even written the book, it's just that I haven't put it out. Partly because I guess I'll tell you this, and we're talking about how to get out there. <laughs> you think it's easy just to just put it out there and just get it out there. Yes. Part of the challenge with books, uh, in, in my opinion today, is that, you know, you really want that platform to be a little bit larger if you're going to go through actually printing a book. Uh, so what I'm advising many people to do today, if either you put it out there as an ebook or you put it out there um, as an audio book. And so we're still adding to it and really looking at uh, how we're going to put it out there. But we haven't just yet. Because I, 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 I'm really trying to expand the platform because if I do it, I want to make sure that it comes out and it comes out in a way that makes it worth printing. Uh, because, again, that was not uh, a small feat uh, to do the first book. Yeah. But the audiobook is a natural for you, Chris. It is. 
But that, it's like it's like the mechanic who needs his car repaired, the barber who needs his haircut, you know. I know. It's <laughs> you help everyone else and you know, you do your own thing. You do your own thing. Now I met recently a friend of yours, I believe her name is Roz. They call her the smile. And we talked about you in your book that you have coming out. What is the name of it? So we can put it out there because we're waiting on it. No, I haven't I haven't put it out there. No, but you're working on it. It's really just sharing my story. It's sharing my story. And it's really talking about uh, my journey, not only my journey as uh, getting into broadcast, but it's really talking about my story as a young teenage father <laughs> dropping out of high school and how we made that feat uh, to coming to where we are today. OK. All yeah. right. I believe the young lady's name because I met her at the Faithpreneur Conference and we were talking about Dallas and and then we got into like, where did you go to church? And then I said, you know, Chris. And then I said, yeah, I'm going to be seeing him at the podcast conference. And then we said, he's working on a book. So oh, I OK, but I hadn't given anyone a name of it. So I'm not I'm not sure what she may what she may have thought. Okay. All right. Well, maybe she is suggesting that you need to do the book. Maybe. OK. Is, OK. <laughs> yeah. I've had many people tell me you need to go ahead and get it done yeah, and put it out there. Yeah, because you did Man Talk. How many years did you do Man Talk? Oh, man, Talk? Man Talk was in 1994. And you did that, and then you did Man Talk, the 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 sessions with the with the men at the church. The, we the did that for that. three and a half years. So that was it during that 94 period. We did that for three and a half years. Yeah. And I have since launched uh, In the Huddle with Chris Howell, which is, a uh, again, an opportunity to bring men together. And we do that underneath the Chris Howell Foundation. But it's yeah. an opportunity to bring men together to, again, address some of those same issues. Yeah, because you like mentoring. You like mentoring yeah. people and really sharing their story, giving them encouragement. That's just part of who you are, and that's just part of what, what you do. And so now if someone were um, an executive or someone is an expert, say they are um, just naming different type of clients, or say they have a retail store, mm -hmm. how do they work with Chris Howe Communications in terms of do you help them with advertising? Do you have help them with print ads? Do you uh, do PR for them? Because I know you're part of the Public Relations Society and also yes. NABJ. So you're journalist and a PR, you know, colleagues at, on both sides. So how is it that we people can't really get out there and get known? It's like, I don't know where to start. What's the first thing they should do in this well, digital world? You're absolutely right. And again, really, I mean, it, it really doesn't make a difference, I guess, whether you're in retail or whether you're a service based business or something of that nature. What we look at is coming in together and trying to figure out, first of all, what's your mission? Where do you want to go? Uh, mm -hmm. The other part to that is maybe you are brick and mortar, maybe you're a retail store, but you're not just in business. You're not just in business to sell products. You're actually in the people business. So what is it about people? What is it? Is there some other service or some other cause that we can tie to your business that would help us to get you? It's when you talk about getting into media, many times they're not going to come on just to feature your store because you have a product to sell. But yeah. if you are maybe uh, geared toward if you have a clothing shop and then there's a certain time of year where maybe you donate so many dresses or something to young ladies who are going to the prom, uh, yes. ladies, young ladies in disservice neighborhoods okay. who are going to the prom, something of that nature. Let's tie it to a cause. So that's where we come in and help them to figure out that strategy on what we can tie that to, something else that they may be passionate about. And then once we put together that strategy, when we go to put out the actual communication, it's not necessarily just talking about the business that you have, but it's really more talking about the service that you offer to the community. I love that. And that, that ties in with, well, with what you do, cause-related marketing. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like back in the day when, um, I think it was Tom Joyner used to have a, a party with the purpose, I believe it was, when he would have his things and, and all the money that he would have would go to the HBCUs and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I, 
I get that. That is so cool. Yeah, you it makes a big that. difference. I mean, but you know, sometimes it's hard for people to get their head around that because like, I just want to sell my dresses. I just want to, you know, get out there and, and, and do my job. But, you know, part of your job is also, again, if you're in a position to be able to give back to the community and, and move the community forward in some way, let's figure out how we can do that. Uh, so that's our job at Chris Howe Communications to come alongside them and help them to get their head around that. And then let's put together that strategy on that. Then let's move that forward. I love that. That is yeah. so, you're such a good storyteller. So story I, I try. storytelling <laughs> is like this whole thing, story brand, it's brand story, all that kind of stuff. But you are a storyteller. I mean, yeah. so people listen to you when you were on the radio, when you were on the station, were you telling, were you doing a lot of stories in between or were you just doing music? I mean, were you doing interviews? Because I know you have the stories. So like you yes. have the stories. So do you kind of go in between like, should I tell my story or should I interview? Which one do you enjoy the most? You know what? I actually did a lot of interviews. I rarely ever, and, and, and you know what? I will tell you this in all, in full disclosure, when I was at KCBI, I never shared my story. And, and, and I, I never shared my story. I, I guess because oh it was such a conservative uh, yeah. station, if you will. And, and I didn't, you know, part of it was just thinking, you know what? I'm here to do my job. This is not where I will share my story. I'll choose other platforms to be able to share my story. Uh, but I will tell you more and more, I am starting to get out to share my story more because I guess I've always realized the benefit of folks sharing their story. It's just that most of the time I find myself on the other side, like you and I were talking about prior to coming on. I'm most of the, I'm the guy who's most of the time I'm interviewing other people mm -hmm. to get them to share their story as a source of encouragement for someone else. Because growing up as a young kid in West Dallas, I mean, it was by reading other folks story. It's about hearing other stories that gave me a sense of encouragement and gave me a sense of hope that even as a teenage father, uh, our hope was not lost. You know, right. if we just continue to move forward, we will eventually uh, see better days. Uh, so I know the benefit of it, but I rarely ever shared my story during those times. But you're a good storyteller. And that's one of yeah. the main things about being an entrepreneur anyway, too, is just really telling the stories. That's exactly uh, it. Sure to the media, you know a story when you hear it. So obviously when you hear it, you share it with the media or you're shaping it for the media. And uh, that's why you can go on television whenever you want, because you, they yeah. know that'll be a good segment, you yeah. know, story segment or whatever. It's a good it's a good wraparound. And you know, I think that shaping piece that you talk about, I mean, that's the that's the important part when you talk about how to get out there and really how to get to get yourself known, things of that nature. I think it's really helping folks to understand that we all have a story. Mm -hmm. uh, we all have something that we're passionate about. So even if we're in business, uh, certainly we're in business to make a profit. Uh, but we're also in business uh, to be able to bring about a change. So when you tap into that part and you're able to talk about those passions uh, and be able to identify how it benefits the community as a whole from what you do, that's when you can mm -hmm. get, you know, media attention, things of that nature. But no, even with myself, you know, uh, with Chris Howell Communications, I haven't been featured many times at all in the media for Chris Howell Communications. We've been featured millions of times for Chris Howell, the work we do through Chris Howell Foundation, because, again, yeah. That's what we're doing for the community. It's not necessarily to profit my business. Mm -hmm. That is that that is really key too. When I did um, PR for the Salvation Army, this was many years ago before I started my company. We could always get obviously the brand was well known, but we always had those heart uh, human interest stories. You know, yeah. the ones that lift that heartstring. Yeah, 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 because it was the good that they were doing. And that's really what the news tries to. I mean, there's the bad news. Obviously, there's the robbery and the killings and all that. But then there's also, too, where they're trying to balance it with good stories. And that's where most entrepreneurs and experts need to really kind of say, like, how can I figure that piece out? 
and yeah. really do good and then also let let the news media know because they're looking for those stories so that's really like a good 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 hook uh so to speak when when people are looking for that but also too you're doing good and you're, you're sharing right. you're sharing uh resources you're you're mentoring you know like you said if, if it's around prom time you're giving away dresses those are the kind of things that i guess you would say is um the golden rule you know you treat other yeah. people how you want to be treated they'll come back to you and right. that's really good good business you know it's good business whatever so at this point i'm just going to ask you one last question because we're kind of like here at at the end oh so, wow <laughs> no, it goes by fast, goes by fast. So if we're looking at your career in journalism and entrepreneurship, and then obviously being involved in the community and all of that, um, what is an entrepreneur to do with this whole piece of, um, I guess you would say the podcast piece, because we're going to be talking about podcasts. What should they, should they, should everybody start a podcast or should you try to get on as many podcasts or a combination of both? And, uh, you know, so we can kind of say, well, it's like, I'm a business person. I can't start a podcast where I don't have it. But let's let's hear your opinion about this whole golden voice in the podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm smiling as you're asking me that, because I do believe that if you have the bandwidth, uh, because a lot of times, you know, you, you know, you and I, I mean, this is our background. So you see my setup and things of that nature. I have most of this stuff because, again, it's just what I do. So. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say that everyone should start a podcast, but a podcast can be a lot of work. Uh, you know, so if 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 you're passionate about not only sharing your story and sharing about your business, but again, like we talked about earlier, if you're going to use your podcast as a platform, uh, as a form of inspiration or as a form of teaching and helping others to get tools, things that they need by bringing on other guests that you may know, then, yes, maybe you should start a podcast. Yeah. But if you're someone who um, is not really committed to that process, because it is a lot of work, if you're not really committed to that, then maybe your goal should be to hire a publicist and then work to get on as many podcasts as a guest as you possibly can and share your story, share your inspiration, your encouragement that way. But if you take on the opportunity to do a podcast, uh, like I said, I've had one since 2015 and it's been a lot of starting and stopping because yeah. i mean you know, there are times where i'm doing this podcast and i'm like man, i need to be taking care of my business over here <laughs> i'm trying to do a podcast so you know it's been a lot of starting and stopping with it uh but you know what it is something that I'm, I, I do enjoy doing so when the opportunity presents itself i do do it a lot more often but uh to answer your question and for the sake of time i will say only start it if it is something that you really do uh desire to do because you want to be a, another form of service but if you're doing it just to get yourself out there you could do a better way of doing that by just hiring a publicist and let that publicist do the work for you to get you out there uh to talk about what it is you want to talk about that is so true that is that is true i mean you can go around and drive around i had a client today so you can go around and go to all the bookstores all the places to speak or you can do like a podcast tour right where you can just be on the podcast and you can do it from the comfort of your own home i mean you could drive like 100 miles this way 100 miles that way and just go here go there and but it wouldn't be saved like this podcast is here forever it's in apple Podcasts. it's in uh iheart it's on stitcher it's it's you know it's in it's in audible it's in amazon i mean you know it's like it's different places it's in in tune you could go upstairs and say hey alexa play my podcast it'll start playing it and that's the beauty of podcasts i love it i've been podcasting a long time as well start and stop i started with blog talk radio lord have mercy yes and and now we're we're at a different place where with blueberry but when we go to the podcast conference we learn about all the other ways to spotify and anchor they they merge they they you know spotify bought anchor 
Dot.fm or whatever. So it's easier to start a podcast. My daughter started a podcast. She did three episodes. She realized how much, how much work it was. Yeah, you got to do but, the editing and all those other things that go into it. So I don't want to discourage anyone, but I don't want folks to think, oh, just I'm just going to start a podcast. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's you got to have a passion for it. just like anything else you start. It's going to be challenging. It's not going to be easy. Anything, none of it's easy. But if you don't have enough passion to drive you through the challenges, uh, it may not be worth the investment for you to go out buy microphones, cameras, things of that nature, only for you to find out it would have been a lot easier for me to pay a publicist to get me on the show if I just want to be a guest. Yeah, that's it. And then once you are in that position, like I want to be on on a podcast, you need what, what Chris said, you need a great photo. You need a great bio, and then that's that's where we go because the bios in themselves sometimes, Chris. Oh my goodness, it's like really, this is not an obit. This is a bio, okay? <laughs> Tell people, it's like, let's get this bio together first, then we can kind of go out there and say. Well, can I say this? Since you're talking about that, I mean, I know you have entrepreneurs who watch your show. Please, bios, headshots. I can't tell you the number of people who I see doing great work and, you know, great business folks, but you ask them for a headshot and they don't have a professional headshot, don't have a bio. And that's not to, you know, bag on anybody, but you to start with getting those things in order because you, you never know where you're going to be invited to and you need to have those things in order. Yeah, it's just been some guys, I mean, who are doing great work and I go to invite them for something and, and they don't have a headshot or they don't have a bio. Yeah. So, and I'm you can't sorry, I didn't start mean to interrupt file. you, but just yeah, you don't have to start file out like I was born on such and such a day. I went to this and you know, that's how that's how like an obit starts, right? It's just yeah. kind of like, oh my goodness, we gotta really do better. And it is. I mean, the program that I have, ready set go speak.com, that's the, the program that is really kind of like getting people to get ready to set to go right. and speak. And one of the first pillars is really knowing who your audience is, what are you trying to say, getting that the messaging together, getting the, the branding elements, getting the headshot, getting the bio. We got a short bio, a long bio, and a medium bio. You know, so you have different ones for people to introduce you to type of a bio. Then you have another bio that's longer on your website or people to read, you know. So just getting those branding elements together is like yeah. really, really key of getting out there and getting known. You're doing good work, but then your assets, like you, all the things that you have, the website and all of that needs to be together because people will Google you today a lot more than they did years ago. They will Google you and see like, what is this person up to? What are they really about? So Chris, thank you. I'm glad you so to know you offer that service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is, that's one of the main things. I wanted people to make that first uh, stop for, for different things so that they can actually get going with it. I want people to go to Gris Howe Communications. I guess they could go there and contact you and maybe have a strategy yep. session with you. Absolutely. Okay. That'll be good. That'll be good. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing you next week in the uh, Big Absolutely. D, in the other Big D, because we're the Big D too, because we're Detroit. Uh, but that's the other Big D, right? Because that's in that's well, I in think Dallas. that's a whole other show. I'm going to <laughs> let you have that since it's your show. All right. All right. Well, Chris Howell, thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure that, um, you know, you subscribe, share uh, and and share the the podcast and the live at the same time. Say hi to the people over on LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube as well. But thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Pam Perry and I'm out. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. 
Head over to PanFerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PanFerryPR.com.